Pete, are you in the zone? I'm in the zone. What the oh. heck was that? <laughs> well, we're, we're talking Harry Potter. I thought I thought I should put on my British accent. <laughs> oh, yours was fine. I don't know what I was trying to do. Mine must have been like Australian or something. I have no idea. I'll have, uh, it it. have to play it back. <laughs> it was it was London uh, by by way of uh, Philadelphia. No, I don't know. <laughs> London by Jersey. That's what it was. <laughs> there you go. But uh, as you could tell by our our excellent accents, it, it's time for Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Like they say in London, though, the Chalice of Fire. Yeah, they probably do. Yeah. <laughs> Harry Potter and the Chalice of Fire, Governor. <laughs> All right, we're going to stop. <laughs> we're going to stop with that and just talk Harry Potter. <laughs> um, okay, well, I can, I, okay. <laughs> hey, Pip, cheerio. That's the Jersey way. Listen. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, go ahead. All righty. Okay, so, um, all right, so Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, uh, fourth book and movie. And I got to tell you right off the bat, uh, this still, uh, both the book and the movie, are they are both one of my favorites uh in both of those fields book and movie yeah uh, how, how did you yeah how'd you feel about the movie uh well uh like we talked about with Pris- uh prisoner of azkaban you know mm-hmm. it's starting to turn dark this one yeah. did the 180 it was dark as crazy from the beginning to the end oh yeah and uh you oh, know yeah. i liked it i you know I, as you know as we talked before on all these other shows i love the the uh the beginnings of all the movies with the family, and I, I'm having a blank, so help me out. The Dursleys, the yeah, Dursleys, with the Dursleys. Right? Yeah. This one was much, actually, this was probably one of the better first couple scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, I really do like it. I, I mean, again, um, it really focused on the Quidditch, and it made it, you know, when it, the first couple sh- movies, um, mm-hmm. Quidditch was kind of like kiddish. Does that sound, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, I know exactly what you mean, yeah. And yeah. this movie turned it, like, into, like, World Cup soccer, you know, it was very exciting. Yeah, yeah. Did you did you feel robbed though that there was no uh, Dursley scene really? Like like it, he started off at the Weasley house. Yeah, basically. I mean a little robbed, but they did make up for it up for it in the first couple scenes. Yeah, I mean in the book there was <laughs> there, there in the book there was a scene and it was it was a really good one. But you know what? Like you said, overall, I mean they they did an excellent job with the movie that. Like I, I kind of even didn't notice. I was like, "Wait a minute!" They, you know, they missed the Dursley scene just because the rest of the movie was so great. I wasn't like, "Hey, where's that Dursley scene?" You know, right? But uh, I think you would have loved it because, you know, as we know, the Weasleys are taking Harry to the Quidditch World Cup, so he is waiting uh, at the Dursley house uh, for um, Arthur Weasley and the boys to come and pick him up. And uh, Vernon uh, Dursley, Uncle Uncle Vernon, is getting very annoyed. They're supposed to be there at four o'clock or whatever, and they're not here. And then uh, what happens is, as you know, uh, one of the ways that wizards travel is that is the flu network through the fireplaces. Well, since Mister Weasley uh, is a big muckety muck uh, over at the Ministry of Magic, he actually got Uncle Vernon's fireplace hooked up. But here's the problem. Uh, Uncle Vernon filled it in and put in like an electric fireplace. So they all pop in and they're all like trapped inside. And, and uh, Mr. Weasley has to kind of like blow his way out. Uh, so, of course, that didn't go over very well with the Dursleys. Oh, jeez. Then Fred and George are, uh, you know, we find out you see later on in the movies. Uh, I believe it's like the seventh movie, the sixth movie. Um they're starting like their practical joke business. Yeah, I think that's uh, isn't that um, the sixth movie, not the seven, seven or eight? Is that uh, shoot, Phoenix Order of the Phoenix? Uh, no. I think we see it. We see some of it in Order of the Phoenix, and I think by the time we get to the first um, Deathly Hallows movie, they actually have their store. Right. Um. Well, this is in in Goblet of Fire. This is how they they got their start. So they. Uh, they all kind of burst into the Dursley's living room and uh, Fred and George are like, oh, hey, Harry, we'll go uh, we'll go get your trunk for you. And they accidentally drop some candies in front of Dudley because they know Dudley can't resist it. <laughs> so he stuffs it like he secretly stuffs his mouth with this candy and then his tongue swells to like five times the normal size. And, of course, Fred, George, Ron and Harry have a great laugh at it. And 
Mr. Weasley's like, you're ruining muggle relationships, you know? <laughs> but, I mean, it was a fun scene, but you know what? I, I, I didn't miss it because World Cup, baby. Quidditch World Cup. Quidditch World Cup. <laughs> so you, you, you liked, uh, you liked the uh, Quidditch that we saw there. Oh, yeah, I liked, well, not necessarily the Quidditch itself. I mean, it, mm-hmm. it was the whole atmosphere of it, the, um, you know, it, it made it, it actually, you know, because, like I said, the first three movies, it was kind of like, oh, it's just something that they play. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, here you see them uh, really, you know, take it up the next the next level. Yeah, you really see the scope of, like, how, I guess, I guess the best thing to compare it to, and, I mean, over here in the U.S., we don't follow it as, as, as fiercely as other nations do. It's like soccer. You know, Quidditch is like soccer in the wizarding world. Like, they, they love it. <laughs> but um, what's interesting is, is you know, yeah, they, they kind of show the whole pageantry of the Quidditch World Cup, but they never show the game. Um, they just show them coming it, in. Yeah, they kind of show them coming in. And what happens is, is in the book, of course, they, they, they play the match. And the Irish win, but uh, Victor Crumb who was the seeker for Bulgaria, he actually catches the snitch, but Bulgaria was so far behind, it wasn't enough points, so they still lost, but he he, he caught it. And uh, and then, yeah, right after all that pageantry and, 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 you know, the celebration, hey, the Irish won the World Cup, uh, here come the Death Eaters to kind of, like, rain on everybody's parade. And like you said, Pete, yeah, this, this is where this movie really starts to get dark, so... We know what, before we yeah, get into, go ahead. before we get into those scenes, the very beginning actually is very dark, right? That's the oh like, yeah, where the, where the old man's in the in the graveyard, right? Yeah, and he he kind of sees something going on at a house. Like like you get the impression, and in the book it, it explains it a little more. He's like the caretaker for this area, for this like the the sort of the grounds there, and there's really not supposed to be anybody in the house. And he sees the light, and he investigates and. Uh, yeah, it's not good for him. Like, it takes a very dark turn. And we learn later on, it looked like it was a dream for Harry, but we find out he actually was kind of seeing what was going on. It wasn't really a dream, so... Yeah, because he's... But that, I guess at some point, I don't know if it's this movie or not, don't they talk about... Oh, spoiler alert, that he's linked yeah. to... Uh, isn't he linked to... Oh, maybe not yet. Maybe to, Lord of Voldemort. Right, yeah. I mean, I think I don't think we learn about it in this book and movie, but you know, this is kind of like a preview to it. Like the movie, I think the movie did a great job of kind of making it look like, you know, oh wow, Harry has some crazy nightmares going on. What's going on here? Um, but uh, we we again, just like in other movies, we get introduced to some new characters, and of course, you know, the defense against the dark arts, man, they can't hold on to a professor there. So we get introduced to. Professor Moody. So, what was your impression of seeing this wild and crazy guy? Because he's, he's he's a pretty wild looking dude. Oh, he's <laughs> I saw, he's a drunk. I mean, he's he's like your uh, crazy <laughs> uncle. Uh, I really I like that character. Um, you know, and as we as the movie progresses, we learn more things about him. But uh, mm-hmm. uh, Mad Eye, Mo- Mad Eye, right? That's what they call him. Mad yeah, Eye? yeah. He is Mad Eye. He is the like comic relief. For this movie, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to say, oh, no, I was just agreeing with you. So, yeah, go ahead. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember what I was going to say, though. No. So, Moody, yes. And then another character is um, is Doctor Who's in the movie. Um, David Tennant plays. I, I, God, I can't remember his name now. He's the. Uh, he's, well, he's Barty Crouch Jr. That's it, Barty Crouch Jr., right? Yeah. And this was this was the first time I had never seen uh, David Tennant, and afterwards I started seeing him in, in other things. Um, I think I, I and listen, I am not a Doctor Who fan. I don't know. He was Doctor Number Ten. Ten. Okay. Yeah. I only watched his episodes. I knew nothing of Doctor Who. I am not a Doctor Who fan. I'm a David Tennant fan because <laughs> I, I I just think he's absolutely amazing. And, I know and he was great in this movie. Uh, David Tennant is awesome. He's my favorite Doctor. Um, mm-hmm. There are plenty of fans out there who I've talked to that want us to do Doctor Who. Uh, 
listen, if you're listening, we may not get to it. Um, <laughs> there's so much involved well, in that. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll let Pete talk about it, and I'll just go, yeah. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so anyway. That's rock, that's rock, governor. <laughs> this is really David Tennant's first major role, I believe. You know, in Yeah, I think so, yeah. 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 Because um, this was before Doctor Who started. And, uh, mm. but yeah, he, again, I... I'm trying. I, yeah, I saw this movie before I started watching Doctor Who. But okay. anyway, that character, and we learn more about him as we go along. But he's kind of. Um, we see him first, not only in the dream, but then he's in the uh, the scene where the dark, the eaters. Yeah, the dark mark. The dark. Yeah. yeah. Well, the Death Eaters come and he casts the dark mark. Yeah, which right. is now differences again between movie and book um so when that whole thing happens uh, at the quidditch world cup and the death eaters are there causing trouble um mr weasley pretty much tells harry ron and hermione to like like run get out of here uh in the in the movie it looks like they're running and like harry kind of gets knocked down and almost i think he gets like knocked out and he kind of wakes and he wakes up and he's it's like deserted and then uh david Tennant steps out and casts the dark mark um, in, in the book, it's actually, they're running through the woods, people are fleeing and, um, they notice a house elf. Now it's not Dobby. It's actually Barty Crouch senior, but we don't know he's senior. We just know him as Barty Crouch. Who's a, he's a, he's a big official in the ministry of magic. Um, it's his house elf. And Harry notices that the house elf is like, going kind of like going in reverse almost like something is pushing him or her because it's actually a female um you know and they really can't quite make out what's going on and then they hear the the spell to cast the dark mark but it's dark so they can't really see and they actually think that you know when the ministry shows up they actually thought it was the elf that did it but they kind of cut all that those parts out with the house elf but again you know what I was kind of fine with that cut because I was like, you know what? It would have been a little too much to explain and to kind of just have him appear and do it. You're sort of like, whoa, who's this guy? So, yeah, yeah I like the way they did that. You know, the beginning of uh, that, the beginning of that mm-hmm. scene, the, the scene where they're at the Quidditch Cup, um, when they walk into the tent. Yeah. You know, Harry says, I love magic because, you know, the tent yeah. is real small than they in this big ass <laughs> tent, like it's as big as a house. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You love that, right? That was awesome. Yeah, that stuff. <laughs> see, these are the little things that make these movies really good. Like, um, you know, it's the the beginning scenes of all these movies really kind of like kickstart each movie as it goes along. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. No, it, it really does, and it's kind of like you know, Harry. I mean, really, you know, the first book, uh, first book and movie, Sorcerer's Stone. He's eleven years old. He, he is discovering that, like, there's this magical world out there. So it's like he's discovering it, we're discovering it. And, yeah, it's like each book and movie, the beginning kind of is just like, hey, you want to see something really cool about this world? You know, boom, you know, here you go. Yeah, the tent. Because yeah. uh, in the book, when they get there, you know, Harry's kind of thinking like, oh, you know, tents are like a muggle thing. And clearly Mr. Weasley doesn't know much about it because he's like, you can barely fit two people in this tent. And then he steps inside and it's like, a five-bedroom apartment it's <laughs> yeah. like magic <laughs> yeah you know and it, unlike the first three like we said this first scene i know we're talking about the first scenes a lot really <laughs> sets the tone for this movie it really does oh yeah yeah it really does it's it's you know it still has a little bit of the lightheartedness you know with the quidditch world cup and, and everything but yeah like right right after that it's like hey kids this is this is a dark movie you know like the Death Eaters are back. The Dark Mark is back. You know, um, you know Harry Dumbledore. They they kind of know like, hey, Voldemort's out there somewhere. The rest of the Wizarding World is like, no, he's not. He's dead. Uh, but it's like they're still trying to deny it, even though all this stuff is happening. But yeah, you you know you're in for like a, a dark movie here with with all this stuff happening in the first what twenty minutes of the film. Yeah, yeah. and we get in the first twenty minutes of the film a new character. My Least favorite character of all these books, Cedric, Cedric Diggerly. <laughs> all right, now, did you not like him because he ends up to become a sparkly vampire like later on, or uh... well, a little bit of that? <laughs> and my wife likes him, so you know, it's kind of like, okay, this little bastard's got to go. 
Well, the thing is, is there's so, there's some differences between um, him in the movies and him in the book because. Um, First of all, yeah, you know, he's he's like the stud. He's like the big stud at Hogwarts. But he is like the he's girls the, love him. He's the John of Brothers in the Armchairs. He's the John. <laughs> oh man, you're asking for it. Uh, um, he knows I love he's him. the Yeah, oh absolutely. <laughs> um but it's like it's like the girls know like, oh, he's a good looking guy, but he's also like a super, super nice guy. It's like yeah. he's the kind of guy I would hate because I'm like Man, he's like good looking, and he's a nice guy. Like, yeah, like if he was said, good looking in a, yeah, he's if he was good looking in a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> good looking in oh, a nice man. guy, but uh, absolutely. But I don't like him. I love John. I don't like Cedric. Um, he seems fake to me. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he, I've seen a different version of him. Yeah, you know, I wasn't. You know, and oh man, I, I forget the actor's name. I just remember he was Edward. Edward the Vampire, or his first name is whatever. Edward, I don't know his last name either. It's Mister Annoying know. to me. I took. <laughs> He's Cedric Digger. I mean, yeah, I wasn't too thrilled with his casting because, yeah, he he came off as kind of like smarmy and like, and I'm like, ah, in the book, he was genuinely a nice guy. Like I said, it was like. He's, he's good looking. He's a great student. He's a nice guy. It's like, uh, what else? You know, and it's like, yeah, in the movies, he was a little, he was kind of showy and arrogant. Now, he's you know? supposed to be, what, two years ahead of him? Three years ahead? He is, yeah, I think he's like supposed to be a seventh year. Yeah, and Harry's a fourth year. So he's like three years ahead of them. Because when we find out, you know, when we get to Hogwarts, there is a big uh, event this year. Uh, something that only happens every couple of hundred years, I believe, the Triwizard Tournament which is a, a magical competition between Hogwarts, uh, Beaubaton, which is in France, and Durmstrang, which is uh, somewhere, you know, they don't really say where it is. And even in the book, they just say it's like somewhere up north in the ice and snow. Um, and this Triwizard Tournament, since it's kind of like a dangerous competition, I think they have to be like 17 or 18 years old to compete. So, he enters, so clearly he's a seventh year because Fred and George are a year or two years behind him, I believe, because That's there's that scene scene. where... The, That's a great oh, scene. Oh, I love that scene. I love that scene. <laughs> yeah, did, did, well, I was going to ask, did you love it because of what happens to them or did you love the whole interaction with them and Hermione? Yeah, like that, all, the whole scene was great. Those two guys, I love those two guys. They, oh, my God. I, I pee in my pants every time I... See some of those scenes, you know, it's just funny as hell. I just love that, like when they're when they're planning on. So anyway, like if you you know you hadn't seen the movie or read, well, try Wizard Tournament, and the way you enter is there's the Goblet of Fire. You know, you put your name in. Yeah, the Chalice of Fire. (laughs) (laughs) Goblet. Isn't that what Dumbledore said? All right, just put your name in the Chalice, Goblet. That's right. I'm gonna lose it. I'm gonna lose it. Don't make oh me lose man! It. <laughs> sorry, sorry. But uh, yeah, the, the way you enter the Triwizard Tournament is you put your name into the Goblet of Fire, and the Goblet will determine uh, one champion from each school, whoever is the most worthy. And I think you know, I don't think I don't know if they talk about it in the movie, but in the book, it's like you know, you win all this honor and glory, you win this beautiful cup, and you win a thousand gold pieces. So. Fred and George are like, yeah, we want that money because they want to start their joke business. So they go to enter. And I just love that when, you know, they're like with their uh, aging potion and Hermione's like, it's not going to (laughs) work. I just like when they like, you know, now like when you two glasses of wine and they wrap their arms around each other type of, you know. Oh, that was hilarious. (laughs) That's hilarious. That was hilarious. Oh and, I just, and I just love it, too. It's like it backfires on him. And Hermione is just like with this smug look like, oh, I told you so. <laughs> so but uh, go, the, go ahead. The Tri-Wizard Cup thing. Okay. I was always confused yeah. about that. I thought, again, I don't listen too well. I'm not very good at that. You can ask my wife. Um, <laughs> I thought that was every year. Do they mention that, that it's like every blue moon or whatever it is? In the book, they do. In the book, they really touch on it that it's like, you know, this is something that comes like every 50 or 100 years. Um, And in the movie, I don't think they almost kind of make it seem like, oh, yeah, this kind of happens every four years. Like it's the Olympics or something like, you know, the book, the book kind of touches on it a little bit like 
like how exactly how dangerous it is. Like they said, like in the past, like some some contestants have actually died, and you know they hold. This is why there's age limits, and this is why they only hold it every fifty or seventy five years or so. So, but I mean, you you still get the sense though in the movie that like this this is a big event. This is not just like you know oh yes yeah, uh, the World Series again. You know <laughs> yeah. like. <laughs> you know this this is a big deal um so yeah you know the uh goblet of fire kind of spits out some names and uh we get uh victor crumb who we saw in the quidditch world cup he was the seeker from bulgaria he's the Dermstrang champion and that confused uh, me too by the way because he was in the that first scene of quidditch and i'm thinking this is like some older guy you know i wasn't expecting to be like a hogwarts seventh year type of person <laughs> Right, and He's a the man, book kind of, yeah, and and that's the thing is 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 in the book they they really point out the fact that he's like the youngest seeker in international competition, you know. So you get a sense of like, you know, yeah, he's he's like a seventeen, eighteen year old. But you're right, like the actor that played him, I'm like, you know, yeah, like he's got like, like that's three a kids, man, baby, I mean, exactly. I'm like, holy cow, this kid's like, he's gonna kill Harry Potter. <laughs> he got left behind a few years at uh, Durmstrang there. <laughs> yeah, he's a he's a twelfth twelfth year, fourth year. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, when he was like in his third year, you know, everybody else, their moms are dropping him off, and he's like flying his own broom there. That's right. You know? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, uh, so anyway, he's he's the champion from Durmstrang, and then Lord Delacour is the champion from Bobaton. All I have now, to say is round. <laughs> oh yeah meow for sure yeah she's uh and and ron and ron is quite smitten with her oh, so uh, ron is great in this in this whole movie because he's like oh yeah so all of a sudden he's like you know shy about women oh yeah oh he yeah he, he is great in this film i actually kind of liked it because it's like you know ron to me ron is like he's like the slacker guy of the group you know you know, Hermione's like, she's the bookworm. Harry's just kind of like the, you know, the default leader, kind of, you know, the all-around good guy. And Ron's like the slacker. And I kind of like that uh, Rupert Grint, who played him, he was like growing his hair out. Like his shirt's always untucked. Like he, he was really going for that whole like slacker. Like, Do you yeah, think, do you think uh, Dumbledore <laughs> mm-hmm. came and smacked him and said, you're a slacker just like your father when he went here? <laughs> I can't, I don't know though if Art, you know do you think do you think Mr. Weasley was a slacker? <laughs> I don't know. All I know is his band wanted to play at the the dance. That's all that mattered. Oh, wrong movie. Sorry. Yeah, move on. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. Wait, what movie are you talking about now? But um. Oh, and then Cedric Diggory, yeah, he gets picked, you know, no surprise, because they, they kind of teased it, so we're like, okay, he wins, and everybody's like, okay, great, we got our champions, wait, hold the phone, because there's a fourth champion, and of course, it's Harry Potter. Um, Does the book specify, you know, is it only one per, per um, school, or is it just, and it could be five or six people? It is one per, yeah, it's one champion per school. And I don't know if at the end when they kind of find out that, you know, the imposter Mad-Eye Moody was the one that put his name in there. Spoiler the book alert. Kind of a, spoiler alert, yeah. <laughs> Again, if you haven't seen this movie from X amount of years ago. <laughs> um, well, when we get to that part, I'll ex- like the book kind of explains how he did it, where he explains in the book how he did it. Okay, so, great. That sounds good. Yeah, So, but the thing is, is like, you know, that's the thing that confuses them. They're like... Why did they pick two Hogwarts champions? Again, when we get the explanation, I'll kind of fill in the blanks there. So right away, and it's like, I really think you could kind of see this happening. Ron is totally jealous. Oh, yeah. Which, which, which I saw that one. Even in the book, I was like, oh, Ron is not going to like this. <laughs> he played it pretty well. Like that, um, the, uh, Rupert uh, played that char- that that role really well with that, you know. Oh yeah. He did great acting with that, looking pissed off, you know, and you could tell that it was coming anyway over the last couple of movies, just because of the fact it's like this isn't the Ron Weasley movie; it's the Harry Potter movie. Right, which is, and and they don't really show this scene in the book, but there's like a a scene pretty much where 
most of the school kind of alienates Harry because, like, most people feel like, oh, famous Harry Potter, here he goes again, got to be in the spotlight. And then uh, Cedric Diggory, he's from Hufflepuff, so the Hufflepuffs are like, the Hufflepuffs are kind of like the lovable losers at Hogwarts. You know, they're they're not really great at anything, and they're finally like, look, we got some glory, and here comes Harry Potter to mess it all up. Yeah, they're the Rodney Dangerfield. No respect. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no respect. <laughs> and they're like, we finally get a little bit of respect, and here comes this Harry Potter guy. And, of course, Draco, you know, Draco, is he is loving just, you know, like, oh, I hope you die in the tournament, Potter. Oh, you yeah, know? that's right. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and Ron, and Ron's like, you know, hey, thanks for telling me how you cheated and got into the tournament. So, of course, the only one talking to him is Hermione. And Hermione is kind of like, she says to Harry, because Harry's like, what's his problem, this and that, this and that. And Hermione's like, well, Harry, what do you expect? Like, Ron's your best friend. He knows how famous you are. And he gladly takes a back seat. Like, yeah, man, you're the famous guy. I get it. But you're my friend. And it's like, it's like you kind of went, she's like, I know it's not your fault, but you kind of went a step too far with this. Like, can you blame him? Like, <laughs> yeah. So, what did you what did you think of the tournament in general with like these challenges? Like, like. Well, I I love the dragon. I just like the oh. uh, the scene where like you're picking out which dragon they're gonna have. Oh yeah. Was that the that was the first one? Was it? Was that that was yeah. That was the first one. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that you know, well before that you know, so Ron and Harry aren't talking to each other at all. Yep. And. Uh, what's his name? Hagrid takes him out, like takes him out to the forest, right? To see yes. to see the dragons, and he said, you know, Ron didn't Ron tell you about this? And he's like, no, Ron didn't tell me s about it, you know? Yeah, no, and that's true. Is that and the reason is, and I don't know if it was like a deleted scene, but it was in the book. Um, as we know, there's a lot of Weasley kids. Um, they have two older brothers that are out of Hogwarts. There's Bill and Charlie. Charlie is a dragon wrangler like he he works with dragons so he in the book he's actually one of the guys that helped bring these dragons in for the Triwizard Tournament so that's how Ron found out that's how Hagrid found out so you know that's where that whole thing came from now, but, is, Charlie, uh, is Charlie the one that marries the girl? No that's Bill That's Bill, uh, okay. Bill marries the girl and he actually in the in this book he makes an appearance which I was kind of waiting for it in the movie, but again, I was like, uh, okay, I guess I'm like, I, I knew he's coming later on, so I'm like, they can't cut him out of like the later stuff, which which they didn't, thankfully. Did we but, see Charlie uh, in the movie? We never saw Charlie in the movies. Okay, poor I, Charlie. Say, I think so. Yeah, poor Charlie. Charlie has to go back to his tuna. He's all out of luck. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, these, these challenges were awesome, and I love the way they, especially the dragon. That that was awesome because in the in the book, you know, um, Harry's like, how am I going to fight a dragon? And then, you know, he kind of gets the tip of, well, I'll just get my broom and I could fly around. And in the book, it's kind of like they're in that enclosure area, but it's it's much, much bigger. And he kind of like flies around and he kind of like gets the dragon to kind of lift itself up a little bit. And then he swoops down and gets the egg. Uh, I, I love this in the movie where the dragon's like chasing him all over, all over the countryside. It looked oh. like <laughs> slides into the building and taking off. Uh, oh my shingles god! And everything. I mean, it's a, it's a great scene. I mean, you know, you see a lot of the CGI stuff, and this actually looked pretty good. Yeah, you I know? mean the dragon. Yeah, the dragon looked really good. Um, just the scenes of them flying around the castle. It, it was amazing. Well, they do fly for real with brooms, don't they? Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay, yeah, good, it's okay. a li little known fact. Yeah. Okay, good. Don't yeah. ruin that for me. Don't tell me something yeah. else. Yeah. Okay. Oh no, no. There's there's no wires or anything. No, no, no. <laughs> that's that's real. That's legit. <laughs> so the second challenge is the the egg, right? Yeah, yeah. So the egg that he gets, you know, contains a clue, and of course, when Harry opens it, it's like screeching. So that's the thing is like, you know, he's got to like try to figure it out, and this is when Cedric uh, gives him like really helps him out and he's like uh yeah take a bath with the egg okay cedric thanks a lot you know do you think cedric replaces draco in this movie as like his arch enemy 
You see, that's the thing is he, he kind of seems like it in the movie, but in the book, like I said, in the book, he, he legitimately because in the in the book, Harry finds out it's that the first challenge is dragons. And he's like he knows that um, the other two, uh, Victor Crom and, and Fleur Delacour, because their professors know he's like, well, they know I know. Whoa, Cedric doesn't know. He actually tells Cedric the first he tells him, hey, they're having us go against dragons. So this was Cedric kind of paying him back like, oh, you want to figure out the clue? Uh, take a bath with the egg, which was like I kind of felt like the way Harry did. Like Harry's like, look, I pretty much directly told you what, we, what we're facing. And you're telling me what I smell and I got to take a bath. Like, right. what the heck, man? <laughs> yeah. And then uh, he goes in that scene in the uh, the bathroom and his favorite friend pops up. Oh, moaning Myrtle. Moaning oh, Myrtle. my God. How, how? Okay, I'm sorry. How creepy was that? That like a ghost was like hitting on him. <laughs> you know what's even creepier? The girl that played uh, Moaning Myrtle was like 40 years yeah. old at the time. Yeah, when I found that out, like years later, I was like, "Oh man, I like I don't know, like either she's very young looking or makeup and CGI is really good." But I think she's really young looking. But uh, you know, wish I could look yeah. that that young at forty. <laughs> yeah. But I just thought I was like I was like oh my god like this is like in in the book it's kind of weird but to see it like where she's like she sits next to him in the tub and he's like covered himself up with the bubbles and she's trying to like I was like oh man Harry dude yeah. I'm gonna give you a Marty, I feel for you I'm man. gonna give you a Marty McFly uh, quote yeah she's a peeping Tom <laughs> that's right <laughs> exactly so just so oh you know Jay. Uh, Jay yeah, I could. I'll throw in any Back to the Future line in anything that we talk about. Okay, I oh. mean the only thing I could say the only thing I could say to that is may the force be with you. Okay, that works. To... <laughs> Sorry. So no, well, guys. Sidebar. So he, Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, no problem. So he figures out the clue. He figures out that the next challenge has something to do with mermaids, and uh, he comes to discover. They come to discover that the mermaids, the mer people that live in the lake, have taken like somebody very important to them um so for cedric it's cho chang who another new character we're introduced to we didn't even get to her cho chang well she gets um, a bigger part in the next movie right oh yeah absolutely yeah. but this is this is kind of where it starts this yeah. is li little obvious that uh young mr potter is discovering girls yes Ugh. <sighs> Anyway. Wow. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I, I just thought it was great when he sees her. Uh, he's like at lunch or something, and he sees her, and she smiles, and he smiles, like, but he has like a mouthful of juice, and it like dribbles down, and I'm just like, you dork. <laughs> As I'm thinking, I probably did that in high school like a thousand times. Oh, absolutely. But... <laughs> I, probably even, I probably didn't even open my mouth. Um, I'll tell you about that scene, though. The mermaids are scary. Oh, yeah. Oh, and that's God. And that's... And that's the thing they touch on in the books is like they're not like the Little Mermaid. Like these mer people are are creepy and yeah, that I was, was... Waiting for Ariel to come out or something. But nope, I got like you know jigsaw. They're, they're... <laughs> yeah, yeah, they were like savages. Yeah, and um, and again, slight difference here from book and movie. Um, here in the movie, we see that you know Harry's like, I have no idea how I'm going to survive underwater. I think he, they're they have to be underwater for like an hour or like it's an hour time limit. Right, hour time. And he's, yeah. And he's like, I have no idea how to do it. And in the book, it's actually Dobby, the house elf. We find out that Dobby ever since he got let go by the Malfoys, Dumbledore actually gave him a job and he works at Hogwarts. So he actually, uh, overhears, uh, somebody talking about this gillyweed, this weed that could make, uh, you, you could stay underwater for like an hour. Um, so he gives it to Harry Potter. I kind of like the fact that it was um, Neville. Neville to the rescue. <laughs> yeah, well, you know it is too. It's um, really Moody kind of pushes Neville because he's kind of trolling Harry Potter the whole movie, basically, right? Which one? Um, Moody, Moody or... Yeah, uh... Moody. Oh, yeah, Moody is. Yeah. And we learn why later on, but, you know, he's taking real attention well... to Harry. Well, we also see it in the because when he when he does get put into the tribe wizard tournament, and you know they they sort of realize like, look, it, this is a magical binding contract. He has to compete. Dumbledore's like, fine, he has to compete. And McGonagall's like, are you crazy? You can't let him do this. He's like, there's nothing I could do. 
But then he looks to Mad-Eye Moody and he's like, you know, do me a favor, keep an eye on him. So it was like it was like a really quick scene. And it also happens in the book. So that's that's why when you're watching the movie, you think, oh, that's why he's keeping a close eye on Harry. Dumbledore told him. But, yeah, we find out later really why he is. Yeah. But I I just thought that was whole. I I just I actually I like that scene because I like it when he gives it to Harry and Harry's like, what's this? He's like, oh, it's gillyweed. Uh, You'll be able to breathe underwater for an hour. Uh, but there's some debate over like fresh and salt water, and he's like, "You're telling me this now, Neville?" That's right. Then when he goes, oh my in, god. when he goes into the water, Neville thinks he killed him. Oh my god! I'll kill Harry Paul. I love it. That's a, he's um, a great character too, Neville. He kinda, Neville is an awesome. Character. He kind of reminds me of one of my friends in high school, a mm-hmm. lot, in elementary school. You know, fat, round, but you know, cute, and lovable. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and as we'll see, like later on, and, and as as the stories progress, uh, he he kind of steps more and more to the forefront, which is really good because he was like, he yeah, he's a great character. Yeah, he's, he's, he's absolutely a great character. Yeah, he gets like you said, he he gets funnier and more, um, you know, he steps up right, and yeah, you can yeah. see like his attitude is like a one eighty. Oh, absolutely. Always scared, absolutely. and he's like, you know, screw this, I'm. I'm a badass. <laughs> yeah, and he really does. When we get, when we get to that that last movie, we see he is a badass. Absolutely. Uh, so Harry gets through the second challenge, and uh, in between challenges, there's there's a, a another challenge, I believe, and that's uh, a school dance. And I, I think this is the biggest challenge of all: is asking a girl to to the dance. Oh, it's definitely a challenge. Yeah, I will face a dragon instead of asking a girl to the dance. Yes. Well, now, what did you, go yeah, ahead. No, you go you first. Well, I was going to say, what did you think of, of when uh, Ron doesn't have a date and he turns to Hermione and says, Hermione, you're a girl. That's right. Yeah. You can tell he's clueless because you know she li- she likes him or at this point in oh, time may love him. Oh, my God. And she's like, you know, kiss my behind. I got I got a real man now, right? Yeah. And, you know, and that's the thing. And, like she says it, you know, after the dance when Ron's kind of like, you know, you know, why'd you go with Victor Crumb? You know, he's he's uh, facing off against Harry, this or that. And she's like, well, why did you wait forever to ask me? Like, you, you asked me as an afterthought. And I'm just like, and Ron's kind of like, oh, I have no answer to that. Right. <laughs> now, here, now, here's something that's interesting. In the books, up until this point, Hermione is kind of written as, she's really not pretty. She's got like really bushy hair She's kind of got like big buck teeth and um, she kind of fixes it all up for the, the Yule ball. So it was kind of weird. Like when she shows up that like Harry's date is sort of like, oh, my God, she's beautiful. And it's like, have you been watching these movies? Like, <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> now, she's, she, she's a cutie. <laughs> before, was it before the scene or after the scene that um, mm-hmm. the uh, police officers the inspector dies. It is. I think it's after the first challenge when he beats the dragon. I think that's when they discover that uh, Barty Crouch is dead. Right. Okay. Um, yeah. Now, in the books, the thing is, is Barty Crouch is overseeing the tournament. And what Harry notices is that each time he kind of comes to the school, he's looking more and more tired, more and more worn out. Um you know, but it was it was really interesting. Like there was a little foreshadowing when uh, he sees Professor Moody and Professor Moody kind of says something to him. And then he's kind of like flicking his tongue a little bit. And Mr. Crouch is like, like looking at him, like kind of horrified, like, oh, my God, I've seen that before. And then he ends up dead. It was like little foreshadowing there. I kind of like that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I got distracted for a second. Um, no problem. All right, so we go on to the third challenge, which is, uh, what's the third challenge? The maze. Oh, that's right, the maze. This is where it starts getting really dark. Yeah. Now, this is the part where I was saying, um, so the third challenge is the maze, and what happens is since it's the final the final uh, challenge, like this one's really going to determine who wins, um, the champions are allowed to invite family. So in the book, they kind of talk about Harry sort of like, well, the Dursleys aren't coming. So he's sort of like just wandering around. And 
somebody's like, hey, you know, you got people waiting for you there. And he's like, well, it can't be the Dursleys. And it turns out it's Mrs. Weasley and she brings Bill. And this is where we meet Bill Weasley. And, uh, you know, Harry, Harry kind of has like a man crush on him because Bill, like he says, like Bill is the coolest guy he's ever seen. Like he's got long hair. He wears like like a leather jacket like he's got an earring and all the girls are like giving him the eye especially Flor delacour who he ends up marrying you know down the road so we kind of missed out on that but again no big deal but yeah this is really like you know you thought this movie was getting dark well wait until we see the maze and what happens thereafter because it gets dark so what's the object <laughs> of the maze now the object of the maze is the triwizard cup <clears throat> excuse me, which is the prize that they win is placed in the middle of the maze, the middle of the labyrinth. And first one to get it uh, basically wins like an X amount of points. So pretty much if you get it, chances are you're going to win the tournament. Now, the difference is here is in the book, there was actually challenges in the maze, like Harry faces an enchantment. He faces a bog art. He actually comes face to face with a Sphinx. And the Sphinx is like, if you want to get past me, you have to answer a riddle. She's like, I'll let you walk away, but if you try to answer it and you fail, I'm going to attack you. So they kind of cut all that out and just made it a maze where they're running around. And oh, see, that's cr- stuff that they could have probably put in. I think they could have done, like, one or two of them. Um, but, you know, again, I was, like, so pumped. I was kind of like, ah, it's okay. Don't worry about that, you know. <laughs> so you read the book before you saw the movie, right? Yeah, I yeah, I think I think by this point, I think the fifth book was out already and I had kind of read that one. So, yeah, when this whole scene came up, I was kind of like, "Ooh, I wonder if they're going to have the challenges in there." And they didn't, but I was kind of like it was still though. I mean, that was a creepy maze. I mean, oh, yeah, I I would not cuz even though they could like light the tip of their wand and it acts like a flashlight, I'm like, "Uh, that's barely illuminating anything." <laughs> like yeah, I hate mazes. And when they, I hate mazes. But did you see that when they kind of show an overhead shot of like how big it was? Like it was vast. Yes. Oh, my God. It was creepy. So it turns out, you know, some crazy stuff happens in the maze. Victor Crumb is attacking people. But we'll learn later on. It wasn't really him. He was being controlled. Um, so it comes down to Harry and Cedric and they see the cup. And this happens in the book, too they both decide you know what we'll, we'll both win it we'll get it at the same time it'll be a victory for hogwarts uh except it was a trap and this is where the movie gets crazy yeah this is where we the first time we see the one that shall not be named he who must not be named ralph fines yeah that's right <laughs> yeah i mean lord voldemort that's right <laughs> okay so you you never read the books. You nope. know there's a Lord Voldemort out there. Like in your mind, like what what were you like? What were you kind of picturing Lord Voldemort to look like? Um, that's a good question. A cross between like Darth Vader and like just, okay, like a guy like um, you know, a wizard wearing like a th- uh, kind of like a a Jedi, just like more like the Emperor maybe. How's that sound? Okay, I was okay. expecting something like that. Okay. Yeah, I mean, they don't really talk about what he looks like in the book until we we meet him here in this scene. And, yeah, the way to describe him in the book, the only difference is, is in the book he has, like, these glowing red eyes, which I think would have been kind of cool to show that. But I think if you did that, you really wouldn't know it was Ralph Fiennes, I guess. I don't know, but... Well, he's... he's why does he look like he does? Even, you know, he was a human at some point in time, right? Yeah, they kind of say that like he he started getting into like really really dark magic with he's the behind, Michael kinda... Jackson or something because that's what he looked like. But it was, <laughs> <laughs> but he he's trying to live forever and he just did all this stuff to himself to try to extend his life. So like like yeah, he doesn't really care how he looks. He's just like I'm doing this to get more power and live forever and you know these these are the consequences of it but i don't care all right so first movie but, he's he's kind of like a a little body right yeah mm-hmm. the second yeah. movie he's what he we only we don't really see him we see tom riddle 
Yeah, his younger self, yeah. Right. And we don't see him in the third movie at all. They don't we mention him at all either, Black. do they? Not really, well, no, just yeah, that. Yeah, it's kind of like he was, you know, him and Sirius Black were buds. They were tight. Yeah, which they were tight. turns out they really weren't. <laughs> <laughs> but, so this, uh, the, so this yeah. fourth movie is really the... What, they don't say how he, be, like, gets to this point? They they do explain it a little bit, and and they basically say that when you know he says that when, uh, and this actually happens in this whole graveyard scene, like you know, so basically he's resurrected, he kills Cedric, and he faces off against Harry, and he tells Harry that you know yeah when I went to kill you the the curse I used like rebounded and it hit me, and he said that he was like a spirit, he kind of just floated around, and then um. Peter Pettigrew from when he was kind of when he escaped the third book and movie, uh, Peter Pettigrew actually found him because he was actually the big Voldemort supporter, not Sirius Black. Uh, So he kind of found what was kind of left of Lord Voldemort, which is that little baby like thing that we see him carrying. uh, And he took care of him and they concocted this plan and this whole spell and everything to, to bring him back, and here we are. So, yeah, and I was going to ask a question now. Crazy. So, Go ahead. So, Cedric dies, right? What happens? Yes. So, now this is the scene where, you know, he's beating the crab out of Harry Potter. Is this the first, oh, yeah. is this the first scene where we see um, Lucius as a Death Eater? Oh, yeah. yeah oh, yeah. This is where he appears as a Death Eater. Yeah, this, this is the first time he... I mean, everybody kind of... Like, they knew he he was one. Uh, you know, in the books, they kind of say that after Lord Voldemort was destroyed, um, Lucius kind of... Like, Lucius and a lot of these, you know, Death Eaters that had a lot of money, too, uh, they kind of came back and were like, oh, we were misinformed, it was all a big mistake, and, and we regret everything we did. But in secret, everybody knew these guys are still supporters, and... You know, here, here they were, and yeah, I mean, Voldemort and Harry face off, and then uh, this this was an amazing scene. Like, when I read this scene in the book, when their wands, like, connected, and we see, like, the spirits come out of uh, Voldemort's wand, and, and he sees his parents. I was like, when I read it in the book, I was, like, choking up, and when I saw it on screen, I was like, wow, that's, like, incredible scene. Yeah, so, yeah, so we see, like, the spirits of his parents. We also see... Um... Wasn't there somebody else there too? Well, Cedric. Cedric comes out. Yeah, he comes out like his. Yeah, because yeah, he's, he's the one that tells Harry like like take my body back so my father can bury me. Yeah. And uh, I mean that was just an amazing scene, and Harry escapes, which they they kind of touch on it a little bit, but Dumbledore tells him later on he was like, yeah, that wasn't Voldemort's plan. Like Voldemort was going to come back to life and kill you, and nobody would know that he resurrected. He's like, you escaped him. And now you're going to tell the world, even though we find out in the next book and movie, very few people believe them. Right. Yeah. Now, the pa- the people that play the pa- the actors that play the parents, they're the same yeah. actors throughout the movie, right? They are the same actors. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yeah. They get no love. Uh, it was, uh, again, though, I was just, you know, they were there with him and, and supporting him. I, I mean, it was just, it was touching in the book. It was nice to see in the movie. And, whew, Wow. Yeah, I mean this, 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 this. Like, to me, it was like the third book and movie were sort of like, okay, we're getting away from the kiddie stuff. This one was like, hey, if you thought this was a kid series, from here on out, it ain't. <laughs> you know, we're we're hitting real stuff. <laughs> well, you know, that's the thing. The next scene that we see where Potter comes back with Cedric, oh, I, that's probably the, I, you know, I hurt that he, you know, because as a father, you know, you see this and you're like. Oh my gosh! Right, I'm yeah, happy absolutely. that he's dead. The character, not the character, but the kid. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you know, it's, you know, and yeah, yeah. yeah. Like you see Cedric's father, and he's just like, "That's my son." And I'm just like, "Yeah." Like as a parent, you're just like, you know, like like somebody his age, like in high school, like that's not supposed to happen to him, you know. Right. And it's oh my god, that was. And this is when we we find out that. That wasn't the real Mad Eye Moody. It was Barty Crouch Jr. Uh, impersonating him, and we'll just call him Number Ten. 
What's that? We'll call him Ten. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Doctor <laughs> Who Ten. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I was like, we'll call him Ten. Okay. I got you. I got you, Governor. Right, so I want you to keep this question in mind as we go forward with these next few movies. Yeah. Cedric. Okay. Okay. And there's yeah. a couple other characters that you that I'm not going to mention, but you know that okay. they they die. Which one's the mm-hmm. worst one? Okay, yeah, it's definitely something we'll keep in mind. Yeah, okay. all right. Yeah, future, oh yeah, future stuff there, people. Yeah, yeah, that's actually a good. Yeah, I'm gonna think about that because it's like a couple of names popped into my mind right away, but then I thought a little bit more, and I'm like, oh yeah, I gotta really think on this one and and, and come up with a good answer. But uh, yeah, so I mean. I, I don't know. Do you, do you feel the movie ended like on a high note or kind of like uh, like a low note? Like this is the this is the one movie that at the end uh, doesn't. Uh, Hermione says things are going to be the same, and Harry, yeah. and Harry says you're right. Is this the right one? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Yeah. So you, yeah. that's they set the tone for the rest of the series. I mean, this one was not a happy, happy-go-lucky movie at all. No, I mean, no, some, it really wasn't. You had some funny parts, obviously. Fred oh, and yeah. George and Moody's a little funny and stuff like that. But uh, yeah. overall, I mean, this, like you said, it goes from kid movie to, oh, my God, this is an adult movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it really does. But I did I did like before it, though, when, um, you know, Hermione's kind of saying that thing, things aren't going to be the same. But before that, she kind of says, like, she's just like, you know, like, oh, we're going to stay together, promise me. She's like, promise me you'll write me over the summer. And Ron goes, uh, no, Harry goes, like, Harry's kind of, like, forced into it. So he's like, yeah, yeah, I will, I will. And she looks at Ron, he's like, uh, you know, I won't. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, that's that was just so perfect. Yeah, you know, and you would think by this time he's, he would know that this, this girl wants him, you know. Yeah, and I think he does, too. You know, I think he really does like her, but like you said, clueless i mean just but you know what then again they're supposed to be 14 yeah i yeah what did i know about girls at 14 i'm still trying to figure out i'm 43 yeah yeah i was about to say yeah 46 (laughs) i still can't figure them out you know 14 forget it spoiler alert that's our ages now uh yeah right uh (laughs) so before the movie ends we 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 find out that um moody is not who moody was right correct yeah okay so for what we know about Moody and how the Barty guy was co- playing Moody, were they very similar? Yes. Uh, yeah, I mean, that, that scene was pretty similar. Uh, like I said, in the book, he kind of elaborated a little bit more about his plan. Um, so, like I said, the way he got Harry Potter into the tournament is, you know, the cup is only going to pick one champion from each school. So he tricked the cup into into believing that Harry Potter was actually from a fourth school. He doesn't say which one and he doesn't say like how he did it, but he basically said that's how Harry, like, so basically he's sort of saying like, Oh, the tournament's between Hogwarts, Durmstrangs, Bobaton and, uh, you know, uh, you know, Chuck's magic Academy (laughs) and Harry Potter was the only entrance. So of course it'll pick Harry Potter's name for that school. Like, that's how he did it, which which I thought was kind of cool, you know, that he, that he thought all that up. Yeah, because they don't explain that in the movie, right? No, they really don't. And again, it's sort of like, that's absolutely fine, you know. It's not, it's kind of a cool detail, but it's not like, you're, you're not really missing it too much. But I just like, I just like the fact that when it looked like, you know, he's going to get Harry Potter, McGonagall, Dumbledore, and Snape all just like, they just burst right in and... Like, like you know, you talk about Neville becoming a badass. Oh my God, Dumbledore is like—he's a total badass. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh man, I, I'd want—I'd want—I want him to have my back in a bar fight. <laughs> I'll take Snape. You'll take Snape. Yeah, I'll take Snape. <laughs> I'm not taking Cedric. <laughs> no, he's dead. <laughs> he'll be—he'll be—he'll be in the, he'll be, he'll be the corner. Look, well, yeah, there's that too. <laughs> I was gonna say he—he'd be in the corner checking himself out in the mirror. Yeah, really. I mean, I take probably Hermione because she knows all the. All that stuff, right? I mean, she's she knows every uh, every oh, yeah. every wand, every potion, everything. She knows everything. 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 And, and 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 your opponents are going to total. They'll be like this girl. Yeah, yeah, right. And next thing you know, she she's turned them into a newt. You know. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. So exactly. in this one, we really don't see a lot of uh, Draco. Um, 
Who else are we missing in this movie that we don't really see a lot of? Uh, I mean, some of the professors that we kind of saw in the first few movies, but even in the books, you don't really see them that much. I mean, this is like they're really kind of focusing on, you know, ha- like like the big three, Harry, Ron, and Hermione. We don't see a lot of Hagrid. Uh, that's really kind of it, you know? So now, like they were really... Yeah. They were focusing on the tournament and getting us to Lord Voldemort. So, I mean, really, in the in the grand scheme, you know how the first few movies, again, we, mm-hmm. we're slowly picking up the pace towards Voldemort. This one just seemed like it was, until the end, it kind of seemed like mm-hmm. it was out of sorts. You know, like, okay, so here, a better example. Um, okay. So you have Star Wars, New Hope, Empire Strikes Back and Jedi, right? Yeah. Then you have Rogue One. It's the same story, but not really in the same story until like the end. Does that make sense? Okay, I got you. I see what you're saying there. Don't, yeah. Don't I mean, obviously, I I must be not that I'm wrong, but do you see what I'm kind of trying to say? I see what you're. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying, and I think the book kind of does it a little. Like the book kind of really. You know, the Death Eaters are like, they're becoming more active. You know, the Dark Mark was everywhere. You know, there's a little bit more hints of that, that look, sinister things are kind of going on throughout the year. They don't really do that so much in the movie, but I I mean, I guess maybe because I knew it was coming. You know, I didn't really notice that, that like, you know, hey, where's the the Voldemort talk and where's this and where's that? Because like, I knew it was coming. But I guess, yeah, I guess, like, if I didn't, if I hadn't read the book, I might have, like, kind of thought like that, like, oh, here we go, no more Voldemort, yes. like, what's going on? Yeah, so, like, you know, I've seen the first three movies, I go to see the fourth movie, that first couple scenes where they're, you see Voldemort in the house and everything else, I'm thinking, all right, this is going to be, like, you know, we're going to be going another step. And then it kind of, yeah. like, it goes sideways, and now we're talking about the, you know, Goblet of Fire and right, a whole different right. story. So I'm like, oh, okay. So I, I kind of felt like it went in and out. But yeah, I guess it's kind of like a, a fresh breath air too. I don't know. Yeah, but also too, like the way it ends. I mean, it just, it ends with a bang. It's oh, like, absolutely. you know, first, you know, first time we see a character get killed and we see Voldemort come back. And it's sort of like, you, you know, like Hermione says, you know, going forward, things aren't going to be the same because now... You know, we we know Harry knows Dumbledore knows he's he's back and he's out there. This is you know, the Empire so. Strikes Back of the Harry Potter series. Absolutely, yeah. That's 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 a great way to right? you know. It doesn't really, yeah. It doesn't really end on a high note. It's sort of like you know, <laughs> hey, even though even though Harry escaped and he's going to warn people, you know, Voldemort got a win here. You know, yeah. where in the first couple of movies, Harry kind of triumphs over him, eh, not so much this time because he's back. Yeah. He's back. He's back. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So, okay. He so, we've talked about mm-hmm. this. You know, we're rating our movies. Um, yep. Where are you on this one? This is... Uh, it's it's going to kind of depend. Cause okay, the, say book the seven, and movie. Book and movie. Separate. Book. Okay, book and movie. This is... This is my second favorite book. And this is... Now, it depends. Because, like I said, the seventh book they made into two movies right so to me that's they're like either if you if i combine them they're my favorite movie or they're like 1a 1b okay so we're not there yet like, so out of the movies that we're at now this is so yeah one two oh, three, out of the four movies, five six seven yeah where is this ranked this is number two number two okay number two book number two movie all right so this is my third because i had prisoner of azkaban as my favorite Mm-hmm. Okay, this one is not my third. This is uh, yeah, this is my third favorite. So okay, seven, eight, seven, six. This is six. Yeah, cool. So, yeah, I, I thought it was good. I like again. My I like this movie versus the other ones because it really gets to that dark piece. Yeah, you know that's and again I like the bad guy too sometimes. So, Voldemort, Darth Vader, you know they're all cool guys. <laughs> yeah. And it's action, a lot of action in this. I mean, really from start to finish, you're you're, you're kind of on the edge of your seat a little bit. Yeah. So I like that. Yeah, you know, I you know I do like, and again we've talked about this a ton of times. I'm going to continue saying that mm-hmm. him and Darth Vader are so parallel to each other. 
Yeah. How, how, you know, young kid, uh, you know, maybe a little bit different in the upbringing, but you can see their paths are kind of in the same direction. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Except, except, you know, Darth Vader did redeem himself and Mr. Voldemort, no. No, he didn't do that, no. But, uh, no. yeah, Vader, uh, he, he hooked, he did all right. <laughs> yeah, he did pretty good for yeah. himself. <laughs> so, on our next, our next show, which we haven't yes. really decided what we're going to kind of do yet, but get ready for some uh, Batman Joker stuff coming soon. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Some more wrestling stuff coming your way. That's right. WrestleMania is around the corner. Yes, it is. And we're going to probably talk our favorite WrestleManias up to WrestleMania oh, yeah. 4. Because <laughs> after yeah, that, after that, it kind of got, yeah. Who well, cares? you know, there were some good ones, you know. Like the <laughs> no, DX, there were. There were. The DXs and the Rocks were. really kind of. So you had with wrestling, I know we're going off on a little bit of a tangent here, but That's we had the, the great good old 80s, right? You know. Oh, yeah. AWA, NWA, WWF. WWF, that's what right. it was known. Yeah, they, yeah it was. Yeah. They kind of turned with the attitude, and then um, obviously the the war between um, and the, WWF, uh, WCW. Yeah, and then after Monday Night Wars, kind of yeah. after like Shawn Michaels left and the NWO started to dissipate, that's when wrestling started to be like, okay, now it's going at a different level. Yeah, it's kind of on its way out. It's kind of like yeah. it's kind of remember it had that sex aspect to it. Um, somewhere in between as well. Anyway, yeah, that was getting, off a, not yeah. off of that tangent, but that's look forward to some of that stuff that we're doing. Uh, make Absolutely. sure make sure you guys are listening to not only us on iTunes, Anchor, Overcast, Google Play. Where else can it be? Where else can it be? Uh, make sure you're listening to uh, a great other another great show, Nerd and Me, with our boys John and Alan. They do a yep. great job. They have two shows a week: uh, the Weekend Geek. Yep. And they have uh, their Nerd and Me podcast, and they talk about anything 80s, pretty much anything they really do talk about. Yeah, um, yeah, they do. They just did a, a show on, when was their music one? They did the 80, the albums, right? Yeah, they did the albums, and actually their most recent one is, is one I, I loved, because it, it was the arcade. Oh, yes, yes, I did listen to that too, yeah. Uh, they actually, they actually, because you and I grew up in the same town, they gave, uh, John gave our arcade in our town. Well, it's gone now, but you gave it a shout out. The one in the mall. The one in the mall. Okay. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> just so, uh, just a big piggyback on those guys, real fast. Um, uh-huh. One of my favorite uh, arcades was when I lived in Maplewood, New Jersey. There was a Blippies okay. there, and they had RBI Baseball, best arcade game ever. <laughs> was that RBI Baseball? Was that the one that had like the little? Like you pulled back the joystick yes, and you released yes. it like the bat. Yeah, I remember that one. That and Pac-Man, okay? Those are the ultimate. Eh, Pac-Man was all right. I liked uh, Punch-Out. Oh, I did like Punch-Out, yeah. Yeah, I liked Punch-Out and I liked Spy Hunter, which was a great one. Uh, I'll tell you what, I played a lot in East Brunswick. Uh, yeah. Double Dragon. Oh, yeah. I remember Double Dragon. Uh, I played a lot over there. I played a lot of, I played a lot of joust. I played a lot of, you remember, you remember there was a video game. I, I mean, I, I really didn't like it. It was a hard game, but it, it was kind of unique. Remember the band journey had a video game. No, I don't remember that. Okay. Yeah. I guess it was. I mean, they had it there at, at the one in the mall for a little bit because it was unique because they actually had their faces superimposed over the over the characters it was eh, it was uh, it was just like it was like really unique i tried it once or twice i sucked at it and that was that i'll tell you what i did play <laughs> i know we're got we're sh- running on time here guys but who cares we can talk whenever we want um hell yeah i played a pinball machine mm-hmm. uh back to the future pinball machine okay oh my god it was awesome yeah, I wasn't too big in pinball, but there was one, uh, I forget where it was, but it was an Adams Family one, uh-huh. and I, I kind of dug it. It was it was quirky, but I wasn't really big into pinball. Well, anyway, so you guys, listen to uh, Nerd and Me with Jay and Alan, uh, Jay and Alan, Alan and John, sorry John, I keep going now, <laughs> I apologize. Um, they do a great show twice a week, and then also yep. on Stuff, you can hear all four of us, well, three of us right now, uh, one of us has been on hiatus, me. Um, uh, 
Alan does what office? He does a whole bunch. He does of the stuff. office. Yeah, he does a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, we all kind of do like different stuff on there. That's I'll, what's great about it. I'll tell you one of the things I like on our on the stuff. Um, John mm-hmm. does a great one. Our story. He talks about the history. Um, yeah, I know he's. I know he's changing that around a little bit, but he's he does a great job at that. I mean, everybody does a great job. Jay, you have a bunch of great stuff. Uh, uh, memory Monday Memories, right? Is that what it's called? Monday Memories. Yeah, Monday Memories, the Black Belt Theater, the fictional bands. I mean, it's like I said, it's fun stuff. It's 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 all stuff that we like, and we hope you guys like it too. So definitely check it out. Yeah, absolutely. And that, that's all on the same places. iTunes? Anchor, iTunes, Google Play, Overcast, Pocket Cast. Pocket Rocket? Probably sure why not i'm sure there's stuff anywhere fine podcasts are sold that's right and make sure you listen to all of us we all do a great job yep especially me um yep <laughs> yep so jay <laughs> yes sir same bad time same bad channel batman don't sue us <laughs>